chip on the floor, man. Some neighbors are saying way too loud. Welcome in, everybody, to a special edition of the world-famous Loose Lugnuts podcast. I'm Evan Roberts, joined alongside Thomas Dick. And in today's episode, we had the privilege of talking to uh, two icons in the sport, as I like to call them, uh, Matt Collig and Chris Rice, uh, the team owner of Collig Racing and president of Collig Racing. And uh, what I think you guys will enjoy about this interview is how open and candid they were about everything, but also just their mindset towards uh, racing and the team and then uh, we also got to talk to Matt about his, uh, uh, his community service project and his philanthropy work yeah I was uh, I, I was impressed a we're very thankful they took the time they're they're busy if anyone is from northeast Ohio um, you know that Matt Collig is everywhere doing everything whether it's for his charities or the Cleveland Indians charities or his businesses he owns he's everywhere um, so we're very appreciative. I want to thank a, a friend and former classmate, Kim DeCredico over there at college for setting us up. And uh, yeah, I was impressed. They're all about team. They're all about what, uh, what they call college culture. And, and uh, you, you see the uh, success coming through and they, the seven wins they have this season. So without further ado, here is their interview with Matt Collegue and Chris Rice. All right, well, we went uh, trophy hunting for some guests and got uh, two of the best. Please welcome to Loose Lug Nuts, the team owner of Collig Racing, Matt Collig, and president of Collig Racing, uh, Chris Rice. Guys, thank you so much for joining us uh, and taking the time. Uh, have you seen what's in my background? <laughs> oh, my gosh, look at that. <laughs> got a couple of the trophies. He's you got crazy. his trophy. <laughs> <laughs> So, hey, uh, it's awesome to be here, you guys. So thanks for having us on. Yeah, no problem. Well, there's a, there's a lot we want to get into, but first, uh, you know, we only got two races uh, left in the Xfinity uh, series. A.J. Allmendinger looks like he's fairly safe to advance. Justin Haley's just seven points out. What's the mindset for you guys heading into this weekend? I'm going to let Matt add that one. <laughs> well, I mean, mindset being just, uh, you know, just advance. I mean, do whatever it takes. You know, you got to be in the game. You got to be there at the end, uh, you know, even to have a chance. You know, it was crazy watching the Xfinity race this past week and uh, even the cup race. You know, you just never know. I mean, there's such a big swing. If, if uh, you know, if you're running fifth even or seventh and then all of a sudden you hit the wall and you're back at 27th, you're out. Um, you know, so it's, it's that fragile, you know, for those guys. So it, it should be fun. I mean, even as a, as a fan, it's cool to watch. I mean, Justin Allgaier and, and Daniel Hemrick and Justin Haley, I mean, you could throw a blanket over them. Um, you know, one bad run in the first stage. You know, one of the guys finishes second and one guy finishes 11th. I mean, it's a whole different ball game. So um, it'll be exciting to watch. Uh, I'm super excited for the uh, for the 11 crew uh, because, you know, they have a chance to go racing and, and you're racing for something that's just not going out, you know, racing, uh, you know, racing for a, a race. So you're racing to get into a championship. And so it, it, there's a whole level of excitement, another level of excitement that goes along with that. So, uh, so I'm personally excited. You took uh, trophy hunting to the next level this year, seven wins. What do you attribute that success to? That'll be for Wait. Chris. Oh, that's for me. Okay. I thought it was for Matt. Well, you know, I contribute that to uh, great leadership with Matt, but also, you know, we got great drivers. 
Uh, our drivers had set us up to another level. They pushed us really hard to be better each and every week. Uh, and then you get the great people. Uh, Matt taught me one thing. You hire people smarter than you, and then you look like a genius. And, and our guys that work really hard here, they're very smart. I mean, uh, you know, we got three great crew chiefs, got a bunch of great engineers. We got a bunch of people that work on the cars. But, I mean, it's just we've worked really hard over the last six years to trophy hunt. Um, and the, it was a process. It was a plan. We knew going into it, it was going to be tough, just like the days we're going into cup racing. We know that's going to be tough. But Matt and I talk every day, and we talk about how to win races and how to be better and how to be bigger and the big thing is, is don't quit working. You wake, I wake up early every single morning and all I worry about is how we're going to win the next race. How are we going to make it to the championship? What is our next plan? So uh, that's the key to what has made us better. Uh, it started at the top with Matt and um, obviously he's let me run it like it's mine, but at the same time, he's taught me how to run it uh, correctly. So I'm telling you that it's been a lot of fun and uh, we're not done hunting trophies yet. I, th I feel like we still got two opportunities to hunt two more. There you go. And then like, it seems from like our perspective that you guys have such like this great team chemistry and that the guys really want the team to succeed and not just themselves. And they don't seem very selfish. Would you, Matt, would you agree with that assessment? And how'd you go about instilling that in this team? Yeah. Well, you know, I do agree with that assessment and the guys do work good together even even all the teams i mean we've that's one thing that we have honestly talked about almost every day we talk to everybody about that it's a team you know even though in the xfinity series we've got three drivers we've got three cars we've got the 10 the 11 the 16 and you know but we always tell jeb and and justin and aj that you know if one of them wins they all, we all win um you know i mean that's just I, I don't know how else to say it except you know we talk that way um, and I think the guys genuinely want to see each other win. If they can't win the race, then if the other, if one of the teammates wins, then, you know, it, it's a win for college racing. And so it's, it's really just something that you talk about. It's something that they've, that they've actually proven uh, that, that they're happy and it does help them out. I mean, Chris has done a really amazing job uh, of doing that and instilling that, um, that atmosphere, even in the race shop is like, well, we don't just have one crew working on the 10. We don't just have one crew working on the 11 and another crew working on the 16. And they just kind of separate and we have three different teams. You know, it's all one team. We just happen to have three different cars on the track, you know, at one time. So, um, yeah, it's on purpose. Yeah. And then when you first started the team out, how important was it to get someone like Chris, who's been around racing, has vast experience in NASCAR, uh, to run the operation. And then Chris, what did you see in Matt uh, and his vision when he first approached you? Well, I mean, you I couldn't do it. I mean, we, we just could not build a race team without, without Chris, you know, I'd say someone like Chris, but I think with, without Chris, you know, of him being um, such a, I mean, he did know everything. I didn't know that he knew everything about, about racing and, and all the jobs that he had. Um, you know, sitting down with him, he's a unique individual with with uh, the ability to know everything about race cars, know how to set them up, know how to fix them, know how to, you know, just do do all the jobs. He's done all, all the jobs, really. He knows so much about cars. And then, uh, you know, I mean, he's a brilliant business mind as well. You know, he, he sat down, the very first meeting I had with him was talking all about numbers and the business side of, of, uh, of NASCAR and, and about racing. So, 
Um, you know, I actually, I think I knew, I think I knew that it was important that he run the business, but I didn't know that he knew so much about cars. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that was a, that's a great surprise. He would probably think I would say the opposite of like, man, this guy's been a crew chief. He's been a car chief. He's been, he knows all about cars, but, but man, we really have to teach him the business. I, I think it's almost like the opposite of, well, he, he actually knew all of it just probably needed the opportunity with a team somehow, you know, to be able to showcase, you know, his talents that way. So, you know, he's a great salesman. He's a great motivator. Uh, he, he knows about car, he knows about teamwork. So he's just, uh, and you see, I mean, even in the background there, he's got a bunch of trophies and um, you know, it's, it's been a fun ride. You know, you asked me that question that it always, when Matt and I are on um, podcast or anything like this, we have a lot of fun because we are genuine. It's us. This is us, right? We believe in each other. But the day I knew Matt Colleague was for real is when he told me no, that he didn't want to start a race team. It wasn't like, uh, maybe, uh, no, like, man, ah, yeah, ah, no. It was like, no, I don't want to start a race team. It's too much money. Like, he was that honest with Blake Cook and myself that I knew he was for real. Now, did I know in a couple of months he would change his mind because his business exploded? No, I didn't know that. So when he called me back, it was a little bit of a shocker. And um, I was like, okay, well, let's do it. We figured it out in the day. I will never forget this. I called him up and I needed some financial stuff. And uh, the next day he made it happen. It was like that fast. And I knew it was for real. And, you know, I knew it was going to come a time and place we had to get into cup. But I knew that I had to not really slow play it. I knew I had to give him a plan and explain to him why it needed to be this way. And, you know, we tried to do it last year. People don't realize that we tried to do uh go cup racing last year you know we ran the daytona 500 with justin haley we finished 13th but COVID hit and we couldn't make the races and we wasn't gonna pay our way in and then we we decided to run aj owning a lot more and we ended up winning some races you know obviously and and had a great season so it just kind of was a little bit of a, a a year behind from what we wanted to do which ends up going to be great but i knew matt colleague was for real i mean and listen everybody can say what they want to they've seen nascar guys come in They've seen them spend a ton of money and they've seen them leave. That's not Matt Colleague because we do it way different than everybody else. We stood on a pit box at Indy when we won this trophy behind me and we looked at each other and said, we're going to do it our way and forget everybody else. And we do it differently than everybody else. And he's going to be in the sport along with myself a long time. We're only 47 years old, 47, 48 years old. We're not that old. So I don't feel like we're that old. Sometimes I, I'm tired and I feel that old, but I mean, we're not that old. So we're ready to rock. We're, we're continuously trying to grow our business, grow our race team, win trophies and not grow too fast where it hurts us. Gotcha. Some of my favorite Xfinity moments is when Dale, Jr., uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is doing a race. He's talking about how great your teamwork is. And then one of his drivers uh, leaves one of his other drivers out to, out to dry. Has he or any of the other owners like approached you guys and just... Tried to figure out how you guys get them to work as teammates? Well, I think they approach us a lot, but, you know, it's all in friendly fire, right? Like, it's yeah. nothing – I mean, you want to outrun everybody, but it's a business. So, we love every owner. Matt's taught me that in a way that, you know, is a little bit crazy because you – we we need all them owners. We can't do it by ourselves in NASCAR, right? So, 
We love that uh, Dale Jr. loves our race team. Yes, I, I know Matt has talked to Dale Jr. quite a bit. I've talked to Dale Jr. I talked to Penske a lot. I talked to Stuart Haas a lot. So, but we, no, we're not giving our secret away. Um, <laughs> our drivers are going to go away and tell what we do, but we change it up every year. What yeah. we did with Ross Chastain is different than what we did with Jeff Burton. We're going to do that different next year with our next three drivers that are, oh, yeah, I'm not going to tell you. But, like, we're going to do it different, like, right? Like, so it's not the same. So people don't understand our strategy. And I'm telling you, Matt has, he has built an empire in Hudson, Ohio. Where Matt's sitting at, right behind him, is a huge company called Leaf Filter, gutter protection. That is huge. So he knows how to continuously stay on top of the market. He knows how to teach me how to stay on top of the market. And, and we just change stuff. So, we, no, we'll never give away our secret, nor will we ever give away our business plan. Or and, sell it. And you just you just mentioned uh, Daniel Hemrick for next year. What did you see in him that makes you think he'll be a good fit for your well-oiled machine? And do you feel you need to dig deeper when you're looking for someone to fill a seat than some of the other teams? Well, I, I think what we see in Daniel Hemrick is, is the dude is smiling all the time. I mean, he hasn't won a race, right? Like he's ran a lot of them. He hasn't won a race, but he's always smiling. He is a pleasure to be around no matter what time of it is. And that's something Matt is very high on, right? Like he don't want to come to the racetrack and have a bunch of miserable people around. He wants you to have fun. We've seen that in Daniel Hemrick. And the dude runs crazy fast, right? Like he's yeah. always fast. No matter what he drives, he's always fast. Now it is our job to make him learn how to close. It's our job to teach him how to win. It's our job to make sure that he stays in the same state of mind of the way he is now. He's easy sellable, right? Like we've talked to quite a few partners and sponsors. Matt's had quite a few meetings over the last week with people that it wants to be with Daniel Hemrick, you know? So we knew it was a great fit for us. AJ Allmendinger really liked him, which was one big key to, uh, to our success and our, our uh, thought process. And Justin Haley liked him. So it was a win-win for all of us. And plus, he has a great, great bunch of partners that, that we, we don't have, right? So that was another win. So that was the way why I felt that way. And I'm sure Matt has a little bit different view, but that was kind of the way I felt. Yeah, he's fast. I mean, it's, it's, it is hard. it's very hard to believe that Daniel hasn't won an Xfinity race. I mean, he's led. I, I wonder what the stat is, but I mean, I would say he's almost led. He might have led every single Xfinity race he's ever raced in. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, when you look at, when you really look at him, uh, but yeah, so phenomenal talent, um, you know, still a young driver uh, and, and we can't wait to get him. Uh, we can't wait to get him on our team and, and uh, you know, and start and start working with him. Uh, I think he's going to be a great teammate and, uh, and, and fast, but we are trophy hunting. We want to win championships and um, you know, so he'll be, he'll be on our team here after what, two more races. A couple more uh, for you guys. Uh, Daytona had to be one of the best races for both of you. And honestly, for me, it was one of the coolest moments of the season when, Chris, you got over the radio with a couple laps left and you just go plan, plan. Uh, and you almost had the top, you know, the three cars finishing the top three. Chris, were you nervous at all leading up to that? And when it got down to those final laps, how did you know when to tell the guys? And when did you guys start preparing for that? Not to give away too many game plan secrets, but. Uh, we prepare for it in January. Um, that is a conversation we have. And obviously when we, we show up at Daytona, 
uh, the first race, you see how that race is run. And then Matt always asked me, like, and, and he'll, he'll, he, he'll tell you this. He always asked me how you think the race is going to go. And I study races. I've already watched the Kansas race two times back because I didn't feel like we were that great. Uh, so, you know, when you talk to your guys that drive your race cars, you can have a conversation with them sitting in a motorhome. But when they strap those helmets on is when it changes everything. So the the what I call the father figure of voice has to sometimes come out and say, hey, remember, it's Matt Collick's team. It's not your team. And it, it works, you know, and the guys, man, they love each other. They care for each other. They don't want to wreck. They want to get the best finish from Matt Collick and, and, and the entire team. But for them to do what they're supposed to do just makes you feel like a proud dad moment, right? Like uh, uh, anything to make you uh, to understand that it's all about what our plan is going to be that given weekend. Our given weekend was we knew that race was going to be like that. So that was what we decided to do. We went to Talladega. Obviously, the 11 got shuffled out there from a penalty and then the 16 wrecked. So we had to swap up. Then the race didn't finish. But the 10 and 11 were headed back toward the front also. They were working really well together. They just didn't have time to get back there. It was like, what, five or six laps short. So it is a plan. Uh, we do work through it. We do talk about it. And um, we'll definitely be talking about it in January again. How many of uh, photos of that finish are hanging up around college buildings? <laughs> a lot. Uh, <laughs> there are a lot. I still have right here on, you know, behind my, on my wall here is the, is the Daytona finished. We, we were one, two, three, like our very first win uh, back in Daytona. So I think that's, I think that's about the coolest picture ever. Yeah. You know, one, two, three. And then, but, we have, yeah. Oh, no, we I was going to say, but that, that finish, you know, when all three cars are almost blocking everybody, yeah. you know, that's what everybody said. That was, the, you know, I don't know if that was the plan, but it's like, Hey, if they're just, if we're just blocking the whole front row, it's impossible to, to, uh, to pass you. So Brilliant, brilliant strategy, boys. And then we uh, we have one last question for you, Matt. Um, how many clones do you have? Because you are everywhere. Um, <laughs> I'm actually from Northeast Ohio, so yeah. I uh, I follow WKYC and the Indians and all these charities. And every time I get on Facebook, you are everywhere. So just talk about your charitable work and just how important that is and how you keep that busy schedule. Yeah, you know, I think it's 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 very important. Uh, uh, it's very important for philanthropy, and, and we have our colleague charitable giving programs that that we work. We've worked with over a hundred five hundred one c three organizations. You know, not only donating money, but really donating our time. Um, you know, to the cause. So, uh, you mentioned Cleveland Indians. We've been very involved in the Cleveland Indians charities. Uh, we were just at a uh, a Western Reserve Land Conservancy. Um, event last week with all the major sports teams with D Haslam of the Browns, you know, she owns the Browns and, um, you know, Paul Dolan, uh, who owns the Indians and, and, you know, an executive from the, the Cavs, uh, you know, were there as well. We were on a panel, but just talking about the city and talking about uh, the, the, the great charitable giving, you know, that everybody uh, does. So I think it's important. I think it's something that you instill even in your employees and uh, the people that you work with to, to give back. So, you know, we do have a saying, like the more money that we make, the more we give. And, you know, one that if you're really giving and you want to give, then you will make more money. So that's a good thing from a business standpoint. Um, but no, it's really, really important. And, you know, it, it makes me happy 
to to hear people talk about that and to know that we're recognized, you know, for our philanthropy, not only, you know, for racing, but for leaf filter, but the fact that we give so much back uh, to people in need and the community. So uh, really appreciate that. I've got uh, one last one, if that's all right. Uh, you mentioned you guys wanted to move the cup last year, but obviously with COVID and all of that. So what's your expectations heading in next year? And do you think the transition is easier with NASA, with the cup series moving to the next gen car? And do you think you could look at like track house or 2311 as a measuring stick for, you know, what they did as a first year team this year? Well, I'm going to let Matt answer that first and then I'll answer it after him. Well, expectations are, you know, we're, it's a, it's a brand new, it's a brand new business, uh, you know, for us. I mean, whenever you're starting anything brand new and a new business, you know, you try your best and, uh, you know, you get after it activity wise. Uh, but, but I mean, the fact is we, we just don't know. We don't know what the next gen car is going to do. We don't know how we'll perform. Um, you know, I mean, we might come out and, and struggle. We might come out and just be great. Uh, so we, we don't know. We're going to prepare as best we can. Uh, but, you know, I think we've said all along, even from the time that we announced that we were going cup race and it's like, hey, you know, our expectations are now our expectations in the Xfinity series are to really uh, are to are to be fast, run up front, win a bunch of races, contend for a championship. And, you know, those are the expectations just because we've been doing it a while and uh, and we've proven that we can do it. So we want to keep getting better and better that way. Um, you know, first year in cup, you know, it's a different garage. You're, you're around different drivers. You're around different teams. You're, you're around a different environment. Um, you know, I don't know if the pressure is, is greater. It probably is. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see, we'll, we'll see how it is, but we couldn't be more excited. I think we, we did a great job and it was all Chris's design really is to, to run seven or eight races this year. Uh, in the cup series, almost as a dress rehearsal, you know, for getting into it full time, but you guys are right. I mean, the next gen car throws a whole different spin on everything uh, for our team and for the other teams. It's almost like the other teams feel like, man, we're, everybody's brand new. And, uh, and so it'll, it's exciting. It's kind of exciting just to, just to, uh, just to watch it unfold. Yeah, and it, it, you know, it's going to be tough. I don't know that we compare ourselves to 2311 or Trackhouse. Obviously, you look at those guys and, and, and where they're at. We, we obviously, you know, I think uh, the 2311 is about a, what, 27th, 28th place in points or something like that. And then the Trackhouse car, just because I keep up with it, because that's our charter at, after the next two races, I think it's 24th in points. You know, our expectations, I want to be a little higher than that. I want to be somewhere around 15th to the 25th. I don't, I, you know, that Justin Haley's got to get after it. He's got to be, he's got to be the guy that leads that brigade. But, um, you know, I'm going to push our guys to be there. We, we push really hard. I know Trackhouse does, and I know 2311 does, but we're, we're going to take our second charter and do some different things with it to make sure that our program stays on top of the top, right? Like we're not going to, we're not just going to go in and say we can win races. We know how hard it is. We know what we're up against, but we're not going to lay down and be okay with just mediocrity, right? Like, and that's just the way we are. That's the way Matt has taught me. Um, so, like, we just want to get in there and dig. We want to dig and, and get ourselves involved with the Hendricks, the RCRs, the, the Penskys, everybody that's, that's great right now. We want to be right there with them one day and, and sooner than later. We want to hunt those trophies. You know, it's pretty cool to already say we have a cup trophy. 
uh, you know, and and to beat a brickyard on top of that, that was that's actually absolutely one of the coolest things that we've done as a company. But it's not overshadowed, and we know that we when we go to those races, it's very hard to to win those races. Yeah, there's nothing better than kissing those bricks, right? I man, that thing kissed me back. I don't know. <laughs> Well, guys, we really appreciate you guys taking the time and what you guys have done and will continue to do in the sport is very exciting. And as fans, I think you guys are one of the uh, best teams to watch. And we really appreciate you guys coming on and talking to us. Awesome. Well, it was great talking to you guys and uh, great being on. Anytime, call us. Yeah, we'll do. Thank on. you hey, very much. Thomas, Thomas, I don't know if this is going to be on like all your social media, but your name just won't make me crack up every time. Like Thomas Dick from the Loose Lug Nuts podcast. I don't know, man. That's pretty funny. I kind of like it. <laughs> Thank you very much. So again, a special th uh, thank you to uh, Matt and Chris, as well as Kim for getting that set up and taking the time uh, to spend with us. What were your biggest takeaways of the uh, interview? Um, just the vision they have and how they said they're both in their 40s so they're in this for the long haul um, and then I personally I like to think that I took a journalistic step forward I had in the script uh, try to get uh, Matt the uh, Akron grad the, to say Kent Reed Kent Wright Kent State but I was like no we're not going to do that we're going to yeah. leave them untarnished and uh, yeah we were uh, oh I'm impressed with myself too yeah I think we did a good job of being professional which <laughs> But uh, no, I thought like the biggest thing and what I kind of alluded to at the end is I think it, they're bringing something back to NASCAR that uh, to me, we really haven't seen in quite some time. And that's like the teamwork and that the team comes first. I think um, a lot of these guys are kind of more worried about their personal success. But with colleague, it's a team first mentality. And like uh, Matt said, it's, you know, the team wins and everybody wins. It doesn't matter who wins the race or whatever. And we we talked about their Daytona finish. Um, where they finish one, two, and four, um, but they work together as a team, and I don't think we see that a lot. Yeah, and in uh, another thing they're bringing, we mentioned that he's a business person who can bring the business person aspect. A lot of the teams these days are just old drivers or old crew chiefs, and it's like, you know, you need some men, uh, business acumen, and I think he really brings that, and he's, he loves the sport, which is you don't want people just put money because they have nothing better to do with their money. You want someone who's very uh, passionate and uh, they're both, both Chris and, and Matt are passionate. One thing I really liked, we, the listeners didn't get to see it, but we got a, a photo bomb from AJ Allmendinger that yeah, we'll be able to I tweeted it out. So perfect. Yeah. I tweeted and posted on Instagram. So make sure uh, to follow us on Instagram and uh, Twitter at loose lug nuts podcast and loose lug nuts pod. Uh, again, a special thanks to Matt and Chris for coming on. We'll be back on Friday to preview the uh, final race before championship weekend at Martinsville. Appreciate you guys for listening. We will see you. I grew up in Texas where football was my game. Until that racing fever started burning in my brain. I started running many stops when I was 13 and won a short track championship when I was just 16. I met a man named Harry Hyde and he built a car for me. Sponsored by Granddaddy Hill and Strilling Company. We ran in five Grand Nationals when I was 17. My Talladega finish was the start of my big dream. Thank you.
has given me the breaks. I must admit she's small a bit, but it's me that runs the race. Now you can't be a champion due to luck or circumstance. I'll do the best I can for those who've given me the chance. Thank you for the ride, Mary High. 